With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Because fuck you, that's why, is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hello and welcome to Because Fuck You, That's Why, the podcast that is all about bringing the panel show to America via three complete morons. Uh, I am moron number one and your host, Pantsless Aaron. With me today are two other delightful morons uh, who are going to be playing against each other in three games head-to-head to see who can take the, 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 the crown as king moron for an episode. Um, yeah. Should be a really good time. Usually is. Um, but let's meet them. First up, uh, he's a podcaster and a veteran, as it, and as it turns out, a veteran podcaster. It's Stevie. Hey, Yay, how's it going, Stevie. everybody? What's up? Well, What's going on, sir? Not too much, man. I'm having a pretty good weekend. Very, very good. Very mm. good. Uh, I didn't come up with a question. Oh, well, that's quite all right, sir. Um, all right. Um, so let me see. Well, yeah, let's let's just take it easy for a bit, and we'll talk about what's going on. Yeah, that sounds really good. Um, let's see. We're playing our home D and D game tonight, which I'm really excited about. Our Wizards game. Um, so in our game, uh, unfortunately, Augie missed the last story, and he missed a lot of action, and in doing so. He missed a lot of experience, so when he comes into the game tonight, he's going to notice a huge gap between uh, myself, Resp, and his character, which I'm really delightful and can't wait to see. Not to mention I wrote a sign at some point for him, and I don't remember what I wrote. So I'm really excited to see what it says once I get back into the notebook and everything. So it's going to be a good night. Very cool. Very cool. Augie, what have you been up to since you've been missing games and whatnot? Um, uh, so I've been working on some stuff, uh, specifically our stuff, um, as well as uh, preparing myself for uh, a new uh, college course I plan on taking in the fall. Ooh. Ooh. You're going to become not a moron. Yes. Oh, I'm being a- proactive. I must read to not be oh, dumb. No. <laughs> oh no, we're we're gonna lose him. 
We're gonna lose them. <laughs> Crap. No, no. Stevie, no. quick, give him more weed. Oh shit, here, smoke this, Augie. No, no. <laughs> I'll still be here. <laughs> yeah, he'll just be smarter All than right. us though. It's not gonna be good for my like competitiveness. This I, I can't wait great. to learn, I can't wait to learn so much and then forget it all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Accurate. Accurate. Um as for me, uh I have made some serious progress on my Windows ninety five build that I've been working on. Ooh, um, really? Yeah, it's it's actually booted. It's recognizing a modern five hundred gigabyte hard drive as an old eight gigabyte hard drive. Which is great. Uh, it's it's working. Wait a minute. Yeah, you have to remember, back in the day, eight gigs was a lot for a Windows ninety five PC. <laughs> that which, is true. Which I understand, but the fact that you had to convert such a large drive into a small one, there's no way to partition it off to a whole bunch of eights. No. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, it literally it just reads as an eight gigabyte hard drive. Now, now, mind you, this is because it's a new hard drive. It's brand new. It's okay. you know like a, a Western Digital. Uh. If I were to get like uh, a MaxTor 32 gigabyte hard drive from back in the day, mm. that would probably be read as all 32 gigs. But because I'm doing this, you know, you know, new hard drive masquerading as an old hard drive, <laughs> eight gigs was all I could get out of it. But you know, the the guy who's getting the the machine is still very pleased with that. That is still a ton of space. Remember, most most games you would install would take up a couple of megabytes at most. Right. So that's, that's still space for like several hundred, <laughs> you know, whatever. The eight gigs is a lot back in the day. So I'm sure it's going to be fine. Uh, it's a pretty sweet machine. It's got 233 megahertz uh, CPU. It's got 64 megs of RAM, which is nuts for that uh, for that amount. A processor speed, that sounds but... like my old Doom machine I made back in the day when I was a kid in the basement, man. It, it... could be. Oh my god, the two thirty three could be very similar. I remember seeing the two thirty three stuck on the freaking um case because it lit up with the freaking speed on it. Yeah. Holy crap, that's awesome! I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, in a while. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I busted out a lot of games I have not played in a very long time. Most mostly crappy old FMV games like. Star Trek Borg and Star Trek Klingon and and uh, I don't know what else uh, Quake Doom um, all sorts of other stuff. <laughs> Hell uh, yeah, dude! Fucking just mess. just testing everything I could get my hands on. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun to mess around with, but um, there's one more thing I want to add. Uh, there's a compact flash reader I bought for the machine, but it's it's not reading properly because it's not getting power properly. So I need an adapter for Molex to floppy disk drive. Oh, four pin little adapter yeah it's gonna be fun um <laughs> so uh this whole thing has been just like an exercise in frustration i don't think i'm gonna build another windows 95 machine ever probably not even for myself i'm like no you know windows 98 is like my cutoff i'm not going any older than that like pretty much dos emulation covers just about every dos game i would ever want to play um, and, uh, you know, anything that is playable in Windows 95 is playable in Windows 98 for the most part that I can think of. So yeah, that's, that's going to be my cutoff for the future, but enough of this boring nonsense. We have games to play, don't we? <laughs> yeah, games. Woo woo. Sure. That's what I came our first game is called Have I Got Good News For You. I have three news stories and all our players have to decide is which one of these three stories is the best news of the week. 
the player who successfully determines which news story I have pre-selected to be the best news of the week will earn one point and take the lead in our game. Uh, so uh, we got three stories. We're going to go over, go over them one by one. And when we're done, uh, our contestants will make their decisions. Who won the last uh, episode? It's been a while since I, we played an episode. I, I think it was, was it? Stevie. Yeah, yeah okay. Sure so, uh, Augie, you're going to get the first choice of these news stories, and they are... Story number one. Bomb Squad called to defuse tank shell found in man's anus. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a true story. Um, the Bomb Squad raced to an emergency room. Actually, this was in Britain, so they call it A&E, which I think is accident and emergency um after a patient arrived with an artillery shell stuck in his behind uh the man is unnamed um because he paid anyone he could to get them to leave his name out of it um he told doctors that he quote slipped and fell on the (laughs) 17 centimeter by six centimeter armor piercing projectile taken from his private arsenal of military collectibles. Um, it was a 57-millimeter shell. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, Can you we, imagine? We all know what that means. How many <laughs> other pieces of ammunition has this motherfucker, like, stuck up there? <laughs> like, I, I get it. Dude's got a fucking banging ass now, but still, a you don't be doing ass. that shit. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> banging ass. (laughs) Personally, I think they called the wrong people. They should have called the bum squad. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody in England made that joke. Um, But I couldn't resist. Uh, So a a source told uh, the Sun newspaper in Britain that the guy found the shell when he was clearing out his stuff. He said he put it on the floor and then he slipped and fell on it and it went up his ass. <laughs> I put it on the floor, perfectly upright in this position. Yeah, perfectly upright. He just set it. Per- well, I mean, how else can you set that thing on the floor without it rolling around? So does this guy like always clean all his memorabilia nude and lubed up? I just want to. <laughs> Time yeah, for my monthly no, not Vaseline a chance munitions. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of get people like getting off on guns, but this is ridiculous. Right? Like, <laughs> one step. I mean, <laughs> it's it's closer to a dildo than a lot of bullets, I would imagine. But I mean, Jesus, to really take that chance. I mean, like, how do you know it's still not live? Like, they really want to take that. Like, I, I want to get off that bad. They didn't. Nobody way. nobody knew whether it was live or not. Yeah. I don't think not even the not even the guy knew whether it was alive or not. And uh, yeah, that's why they called the bomb squad. He's a risk taker, man. When he wants to jerk off me, he wants that throw life. Like, if I'm gonna come, I want to know. I don't want to know if I'm gonna live or die afterwards. <laughs> 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 Nothing gets me off like having high explosives in my colon. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to story number two. Uh, Blizzard traps patrons in a pub with Oasis tribute band. Uh, This is a true story. Customers were trapped in the Tan Hill Inn in North Yorkshire after three nights being trapped by Storm Arwen. There was literally so much snow that they they couldn't drive out of the parking lot. That's terrible. That's horrible. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst part. But when you started reading this story, dude, 
when you said fucking bl- blizzard traps like the people or whatever i think you meant the company like the what co- the fuck are blizzard they doing entertainment now? like Jesus, man they gotta somebody's gotta fucking ring these fuckers in <laughs> they trapped no, their, not, not trap their employees not devices. not activision blizzard <laughs> an actual blizzard trap these people random people could you imagine uh, like did they get like they got like trapped so like that meant someone had to dig them out so could you imagine like the first response or whatever or just like hey we gotta listen for them we have to hear their voices to know where they are and all you hear is two days <laughs> put the snow back put the snow back I don't know what the customers are worried about it's not like you're gonna live forever <laughs> <laughs> that's all the oasis i know yeah um so they they were trapped there for three days uh thankfully the pub had plenty of food on hand um and obviously plenty of uh, drinks as well um i don't think anybody really complained to be honest uh the the uh the uh, the only people left behind after three days who stayed were uh, young girls who were a bit nervous about driving uh, in the in the snow, but um, but otherwise everybody everybody cleared out after three days. Uh, most of the guests slept on sofas and mattresses spread out on the floor. Um, there were four dogs with them, so they had plenty of uh, furry friendly company. <laughs> Uh, so the the uh, band that was stuck with them was called uh, Noasis before all this happened. Noasis. Would anyone like to guess what their name is now? Oh, I, I, got, I gotta guess. Snowasis. Yeah, it's Snowasis. Boom. 100%. So they they played board games. They did pub quizzes. They they the Snowasis wasn't forced to play a lot. In fact, at one point they did just general karaoke for everybody. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> but uh, everybody became really good friends, and uh, yeah, the, it was kind of a happy ending in the end. That's pretty cool. That's that's awesome. <laughs> I like to imagine there was at least one bo- person in there, just like every twenty minutes, like just request like Wonderwall or something like that. Just play Wonderwall. Oh. Oh, I, I'm sure just about everybody was sick of it after, like, the first uh, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the first song. Stop it. <laughs> so, we'll, uh, we'll did, like, the next. owner, the, the, like, the bartender or the owner go up to them and go, please tell me you can play other songs besides Oasis songs. Please. I mean, we, uh, I don't know how it was in Britain, but in the U.S., like, that song got played, overplayed like crazy it on did. the radio. It did, yeah. To the point where I genuinely hated it after a while, but... Anyway, uh, let's move on to story number three. Unexplained UFO sighting leads to Pentagon launching new UFO task force. Oh. This is absolutely true. You can find this on defense.gov, which is the U.S. Department of Defense website. The DOD has announced the establishment of the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, or... (laughs) Um, which is just doesn't roll off the tongue all that well oh my god um, it's an alien word it's an inside (laughs) job yeah it's uh, a-o-i-m-s-g they could have done better but they chose not to so that's messed up like i'm not saying i have any inside information or anything but here's what i know all right i'm not saying from where my sources are unnamed because i don't want to get hurt okay 
they've already had this established forever ago. The only reason we're talking about this now is because the actual UFO sightings have been declassified. So now we actually can get some more, uh, what's, what are we called? Civilians now. Civilian money funneling into it. That's all it is. This thing's already been going on. Now that it's in the light a little bit more because of the declassification, now it didn't get public money into their thing. I'd rest my case, Alex. <laughs> rest my case, Alex. I'd... Okay, well, this isn't Jeopardy, number one. Okay. Uh, number two, um, I have no rebuttal. Oh, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Genuinely don't well, know my, and honestly don't care. My thoughts was there's already a bunch of like organizations that already do like UFO sightings mm-hmm. and tracks UFOs and stuff like that. Like civilian organizations, you'd think they'd just contract one of them out to do it instead. It would be cheaper. No, nah, dude, the government has like free range to things that we can't get, like uranium and shit. <laughs> oh, I thought, oh, uranium. Uranium. No, uranium. I'm American. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Let me uh, continue reading the story because there's more. Um, so Deputy, uh, Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks uh, uh, put this in the, in, into motion. Uh, and she directed the uh, the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security, or the Eustace, uh, <laughs> to lead an Airborne Object Identification and Management Executive Council uh, also known as the Awim exec. Um, and, uh, I think, I think the government literally just creates new, you know, I take it, I <laughs> new take acronyms. It. Literally, it's all they do is just create new acronyms. I take it back. Do. They're not allowed to create new acronyms anymore. Like they failed the first time and now <laughs> it's just getting sad. It is like, sad. The, they're no longer, no longer is it should be taken seriously. <laughs> At least get the acronyms good. Like, you know. So um, this is all in reaction to an actual UFO sighting um, from a Navy. I want to say it's a naval ship uh, that recently became declassified. Um, They actually have an image of it, and it does look like a UFO, to be fair. Um, And uh, the encounter dates back to 2019. The U.S. Navy captured several pyramid-shaped UFOs on video. Um, but it is believed that this is the incident that spurred the creation of, um, the, the Pentagon X-Files, basically. <laughs> so, what do we think about all this? Uh, the Ga'uld from Stargate, pyramids, it all makes sense. Um, that's what they flew in, those are their spaceships, they're coming back now, because they want to rule us. Fools, they live in the core. <laughs> um. <laughs> lizard folk. My- might be a reference I don't get. Anyway, oh, sorry, it's a Stargate thing. <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. Um, so yeah, those are our three news stories. Um, well, once again, I'll just briefly remind you of them. Story number one: bomb squad called to defuse tank shell found in man's anus. Uh, story number two: blizzard traps patrons in pub with an Oasis tribute band. And finally, story number three: unexplained UFO sighting leads to Pentagon launching new UFO task force. Augie. You uh, have the first choice. Which of these do you think is the best news story of the week? Oh, it's gotta be the guy who got the fucking tank shell shoved up his ass. Because come on. (laughs) You know he did it on purpose. (laughs) And when he got stuck, 
that's when he got worried. I want to know how many people actually believe his story that he <laughs> fell and got it stuck in. No how one. Many, like, not truly, a single person. Anybody that, no, that, yeah. not in the history ever has anyone ever said that in it to be true. I <laughs> fell on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, okay, no, no, sure. No, no. That's how I recork my bottles, okay? <laughs> Listen, I have to clean my military stuff completely butt naked and with lube in my ass, all right? That's just how it works. <laughs> it only makes sense. It's regulation, all right? It says it right here under Article 2. <laughs> and literally everything is put on the floor, pointed straight up. Hey, look, uh, it's that dirty bomb. I got I got <laughs> Uh. Stevie, uh, you have the choice of the remaining two. <laughs> hmm. It's difficult. That's, I love that story. I, I do. I really do love that story. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Activision's... Tra- or not Activision, sorry. <laughs> hey, they're evil. Um, that the, Those patrons get stuck uh, blizzard in the pub, and then they actually made the best of it. I mean... Uh, obviously, nobody got killed there or anybody. They, they all were able to work together. Whoever owned the place was cool enough. It was like, all right, man, we're all stuck here. Let's let's help each other out, man, and then have fun with it and stuff, and then do the karaoke. I think that's the number one story right there. Well, um, it, from a sentimental point of view, you're absolutely correct because it, 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 it sucked to be trapped there, but it resulted in a positive outcome. Everybody left as friends, pretty much. And I'm sure they're going to keep in touch more or less, probably over social media more than anything. But mm. who knows? Maybe they'll get back together in a year to commemorate the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to mention, like, being stuck in a bar is not the worst place in the world to be stuck. I mean, like I said, they had plenty of food and drink, you know? Yeah. So they were covered from a survival standpoint. Not to mention they were coming up with ways to have fun. And they had music. Um, so I think, I yeah. think I'd actually enjoy that to be stuck in a bar for three days, you know, and just get to know everybody and have a good time. Oh, yeah. Dude. Um, but awesome. because it made me laugh oh so hard, I picked the bomb squad called the defuse tank shell found in a man's ass. 100% that's the one I picked, because, oh, my God, that's just absolutely delightful. Um, didn't really give a shit about the Pentagon launching a new UFO task force, because none of that money's going in my pocket. So, um, couldn't give a shit. Um, so, yeah, that was absolutely the worst. Blizzard was second best. But, of course, the best was the Bomb Squad. That's just the Bomb Squad. So, Augie takes the first game, wins the first point of the game, and is leading 1-0. to But that could all change, because there's game two coming up worth two points right after this. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. Welcome everybody to the Botescu Podcast. I am. No, no, whoa, 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 dude. No, no, no. This is our promo, not the show. I'm Rico. Oh, sorry. I'm CJ, and we're the hosts of the Botescu Podcast. We're fans of pretty much anything and everything pop culture, including movies, TV shows, books, video games, comics, music, and of course, Kevin Smith. Now, while we do keep our fingers on the pulse of Silent Bob, he certainly doesn't need our help in promoting him. You got that right. 
We do our own thing, with inspiration from the man himself and his mantra of why not. We've got stories about celebrities, we've interviewed theories of our own for certain movies, and we can usually tend to have a great debate about anything. We also do commentaries on movies. Sometimes we ask our fans what they want to watch with us. So if you love the timber of our vocal cords and want to watch a movie at the same time, give us a listen. Stay tuned every Monday, there's always something new. And if you've been good this year, we may even give you a bonus episode from time to time. So please be good and subscribe to and enjoy Podescube, founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hello and welcome back. What the hell happened there? He got me. I, tur- this time. I turned away for just a second. Yeah, and these two lunatics just started laughing like crazy. I, I, I was doing the countdown like normal, and then he just quickly just <laughs> as, long, as loud as he could. And I, oh god, is that what I've been doing to you this whole time, making you laugh? Just <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> All right, well, let's I guess let's move on. Uh, so uh, game two is uh, going to be tinfoil hat. Uh, I am going to make our competitors weave me a conspiracy theory between three seemingly completely unrelated things. Uh, at least one of which will be a real scandal, uh, but the others will be probably not. <laughs> All they have to do is weave me a convincing uh, conspiracy theory, but we're judging it according to which is the wildest and most out there without going so far that they lose me. So that's that's the keys. It's kind of like a weird game of conspiracy chicken. Whoever can go, whoever can take it the farthest without falling off the cliff. Um, <laughs> and we'll see who can do better as we weave together a conspiracy theory linking these three things: Britney Spears conservatorship legal battle, the Nintendo serial system, and Santa Claus. All right, gentlemen, best of luck. Uh, Stevie, you lost the last game, so you have the choice of who goes first. I'm scared and I'm nervous because Augie put some time into thinking about this, and I could tell because I can look in his eyes, and I think he's going to crush me, so now I'm scared, so I think I'm going to go first and get it knocked out of the way. All right. Stevie, weave me a conspiracy theory, please. All right. So, (laughs) back in the late 1980s, Santa- you lost me. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> it didn't take long, man. Good luck, Augie. Uh, no, I'm just fucking with you. Go ahead. <laughs> As a coincidence, mine starts that way, too. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be a long show. <laughs> this is amazing. I love it. Oh, Okay. Uh, back in the late 1980s, Santa knew his time as prime child entertainment provider was dwindling due to technology, particularly NES. <laughs> Seeing the decline of his toy production because kids wanted video games, he had to take matters into his own hands. Santa reached out to uh, Christian faith, demanding that video games were evil. In 1988, when Nintendo's serial system was released, Santa sent out his task force of Xmas traditionalists to boycott and protest the serial. 
Now, I don't know, Augie wasn't really born around this time. I remember the cereal, and when you said that, dude, it jogged back so many memories, and I loved it so much. And I remember eating it, and then having some... God, I wish I had some now. Um, but I remember watching the Nintendo Power thingy with uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Two guys are dancing at the beginning and shit. Like, that shit was awesome. Sorry, that was a segue into there. Captain Lou Albano. Yes. And the actor who played Luigi. (laughs) (laughs) Literally no idea what his name is. He's actually a really famous actor, is the thing, but... (laughs) Not not for, like, kid stuff of that era, so, like, we had no idea who he was. Right? It's awesome. But, sorry, that part wasn't in there. Um, the cere- Okay. Traditionalists to boycott the and protest the cereal. Okay. Having succeeded uh, in stopping the uh, Nintendo cereal system uh, in 1989, uh, Santa landed uh, a, mis- a mighty blow against them. Now, having to constantly keep back the negative influence on Christmas... And the Christians' beliefs and whatnot, Santa became more proactive. In the years to come, knowing which kids would have been naughty or nice, Santa contacted the parents of these would-be child stars, setting up conservative ships, or however you say that word, to stop the sins of youth <laughs> and to bring back our traditional values, because Santa's like all traditional and shit. So sadly, through media. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So sadly, through media and the way that dipshit James Spears took the power he had too far, abusing his authority and shredding and shedding light on Santa's plan. So, uh, from the word on the street, Santa has a contract out on James Spears' life right now. So he says if he speaks anything about this plan that Santa had with all these other parents of all these child stars and shit, he's gonna fucking off him. So now wow. he's like staying quiet about that, and he's just going to take the jail time if it comes down to it. But luckily, he got out of it so far. But I think there's more to come. Okay, mm. interesting. Really interesting. Um, and it matches up, because the Nintendo serial system was not out for very long. Like, like, we, we only had it for less than a year, I think? Yeah, 88 to 89. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Up, well done. Well done, CB. You, you, you did, did, did very convincing. You didn't lose me. Um, let's see if Augie can get closer to the edge of the cliff. Now, I'm... Augie, your turn. <laughs> I'm scared, because <laughs> you got me in that crazy factor, I think. There's no <laughs> way. But mine, on the other hand, is uh, it's more, less about that, more of a story about a good, uh, an act of goodwill and one ambitious idea that had monstrous side effects. So, like, back in Christmas of 1988... I believe uh, a seven-year-old Britney Spears had just opened a gift addressed to her by the Santa Claus. Inside, it was a box of Nintendo cereal system. Holy shit! Wow. The newest and quote unquote tastiest product to come from Nintendo. But Britney's father, Jamie Spears, a struggling struggling alcoholic due to his mother's suicide at a young age, promptly takes the box while she wasn't looking and gorges himself with oh. it. I'm not sure what the consensus of how the cereal tasted, but Jamie loved it a little too much and became addicted. A year later, and then the cereal was discontinued. And that's when the trouble really started. Unable to purchase the cereal in stores, he had to resort to back alley dealings and black market purchases, which got very expensive very quickly. But, knowing that his daughter had an interest in singing, he decided that he'd give her a little push in the right direction to become famous and thusly become rich. 
so that way he could have the money to afford all of the cereal that he wanted. Makes sense. Makes sense. Right? Wow. Okay. Wow. So we all know how the fame of Britney Spears went. Uh, yeah. But up until 2004, when Jamie actually had to go to rehab due to addiction and alcoholism. Four years later, though, he managed to get incorrectly labeled rehabilitated. Oh, okay. Rehab <laughs> rehabilitated. Rehabilitated. Thank you. Gotcha, gotcha. Words. Yeah. Words. Mm, words. Num, num, num. And because of his cravings for cereal has gone on unquenched for so long being having under rehab and you know having to not do certain things and stuff like that he was desperate so he took advantage of his daughter's moment of weakness of her wanting not to give up her kids and had her committed and then in the same way he got away scot-free he twisted it so that way she had to go on to under a uh, conservatorship 13 years later however during the pandemic, due to the nature of the pandemic, people were stuck at home, so they spent more time on the internet and picking up on things. The whole Free Britney movement came back into the light. More people saw it. More people were – it was more in their minds, and then it was in their wishes and pleas. And then Santa, who was technically responsible for the whole thing by delivering that box of cereal, if he had not done this, this would never happen to – Britney Spears, right? <laughs> to correct his wrongs, was able to get her off free. Gave her the gift of freedom. God damn, Augie. See, I wouldn't... Wow. That's awesome, but I wouldn't be saying shit Ugh. about Santa so close, like that it's his fault that all this shit happened hey. to her. My thing is, I'm scared of Santa. He can bring me whatever he wants, and I'm happy with it, sir. <laughs> Sometimes too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. That was awesome. Wow. Man. Good one. All right. So now I have to pick between. Oh, they're both very good. It's so much harder when they're good. Oh, why couldn't you be shit? Um, Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, I I have to. It just because it 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 is it is insane in 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 how it loops back on itself. I have to give the points to Augie on this one. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were both crazy. They both got pretty close to the edge of the cliff, but I mean... No. Oh, my... Dude. Just that, that Santa Claus, though. like, unwittingly started it and then felt bad about it, like, 26-odd years later and decided to actually improve her lot in life by by somehow just... just I don't know, convincing the legal... What did he do? Did he, like, did he bribe the judge with presents? Like, Christmas, I don't know. It's a Christmas like, miracle, man. <laughs> Santa Claus. It's just a Christmas paperwork miracle. Paperwork went missing all of a sudden. Look, and the, the motherfucker delivered cereal. Who does that? I mean... Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, like, he could... If he does... Yeah, that's, like that. that's where the crazy started, and that her present was a box of cereal. I like, I have... <laughs> I've had... I've had some crap presents in my day, let me tell you, but I've never received a single box of cereal as a, as a Christmas present. That's how it I think. started, man. That's how it started. To be fair, to be fair if I were to get badass. a Nintendo cereal system box now, oh, yeah. that would be an amazing present. I'd eat that but... so fast. They're like upwards of $200 Holy now, shit. by the way. Yeah, it's mind. insane. They're, it's it's wow. literally insane. It legitimately but... is expensive. That's nuts. <laughs> All right. Well, Augie takes that game as well. He is up three points to zero. Stevie's on the back foot, but he's done it before. Can he do it again? 
Uh, we're going to play round three, the speed run for three points. Stevie could tie it up or Augie could make a clean sweep. We'll find out which right after this. Come on. Hi, I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. And we host the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. Hey, Tina, did you know that Elvis crashed the Nixon White House for the sole purpose of getting a DEA badge and it worked? (laughs) Or how a gun control advocate senator out of California engaged in gun trafficking with notorious gang leader Shrimp Boy? (laughs) Shrimp Boy, I remember him. Okay, so, you know, we cover all of that and more from Malady's madness, mischief, and murder in U.S. politics. And we also host a bi-weekly interview segment called Lil Muck. We interview politicians, journalists, activists, and others who share their experiences in politics. Find The Muck Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out on social media at The Muck Podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hey, welcome back. Uh, it is time for game three. This is the decider. Uh, will Augie make it six to zero, I'm claim nervous, a clean sweep? Or will Stevie fight back and tie it up three all? We will find out right now. It's time for the speed run. Five quick fire topics, whichever player manages to. Well, actually, it's, it's, it's we're going to ask one player at a time. If they manage to pick the option I like better out of the two, then they'll win that topic. First player to win three topics wins the game and earns three points, which, as I said, will either result in a clean sweep or a tie. Uh, Stevie lost the last game. He is the first to take on this topic, and it is Hermione Granger from Harry Potter versus Willow Rosenberg from Buffy. Who's more likely to be an anime fan? Buzz. Uh-huh. B- buzz. <laughs> there's, no, there's no buzzing in, you oh. son of a bitch. You're just first. <laughs> uh, I choose first. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. That's the whole point of the game. You've done this how many times? Almost a hundred. You're just getting the hang of it now. It and, I- and you're inventing new things. Like, come on, man. I'm glad I buzzed in. <laughs> All right, so but was son right, of a though? bitch. <laughs> My answer is gonna son be son of a bitch. It's gonna wait, 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 what, it was Hermione versus Willow, right? Yeah, that is correct. I'm going with Willow because Willow's actually cosplayed 
in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, whereas yet I have to see Hermione in the Harry Potter world cosplay. Uh, okay, the question wasn't about cosplay, it was about anime. Anime. So, my thing is... <laughs> <laughs> he was one-fourth of the way there. Oh my god. Oh. You got, he's got the cosplay. He's just gotta oh, get, Jesus. He's just gotta get the artwork. 97 times. How did I get through this? The models and the hentai, and then he'll be uh, there in anime. <laughs> fuck. Um, oh, hell. Argument, I believe, Will's at least experience anime. Right, anime? Yeah. Whereas <laughs> Hermione has not in any aspect of the Harry Potter franchise that I'm aware of. Augustine? <laughs> How dare you? Because <laughs> that is my answer as well. Damn you. And the only reason why I say that, because it's hard to argue this. It's hard to argue against the case because I don't think it would be Hermione. I, it's, it definitely would be Willow, I would assume. Just because that Hermione is always shown more of a book-focused kind of like nerdiness, mm-hmm. whereas Willow is a bit more open-ended with everything when it comes to her nerdiness. Right. So. If it was like hentai instead of – or not hentai. Um. <laughs> That's not what I meant. What's the wow. Manga? manga instead of Straight to the manga. porn. No, Nicely manga. done, Stevie. <laughs> I meant manga. Damn it. It was manga instead of anime. It might be the other way around, but it's not the reading medium. Right, because so. Hermione is a freak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. No, I'd have to agree with Stevie. I think it's Willow. All right, Stevie. Well, you've heard both sides, or more accurately, one side. Um... What do you think? You want to stick with the original answer or you want to switch it up? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Willow. Okay. Uh, and that will earn you the first topic. Um, 100%. I agree, Willow. Um, my reasons were a little bit more esoteric. It seemed to me like the the high point of anime popularity was right in that 90s, 2000s era when Dragon Ball Z was really kicking off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> And uh, Willow came of age during that time, so it just seemed like a more natural fit. Also, Hermione Granger spends nine months out of the year, at least, in the magic world, away from the muggle world, which I I assume is where anime is. They don't have, like, magic anime, as far as I know. It was never brought up in the Harry Potterverse, so it could exist, I guess, but but it's it's never... been seen to be or written about to be a thing so um she would she would have had to have caught up on it during like the three months that she was at home with her muggle parents um so it just seemed less likely so i gave the nod to willow stevie claims the first topic and has taken the lead in this speed run but augie can claw it back augie you're in charge of this one max Payne versus claire redfield from the resident evil games Who's more likely to try speed dating? Okay. Max Payne was the one that did the slow-mo shit, right? Yes. Okay. Max Payne was the one who did the slow-mo shit. I was just making sure, because otherwise my jokes wouldn't land at all. (laughs) So I'm thinking it's Max Payne doing the speed dating, right? I am so old. It's funny, speed dating, yet he's doing something in slow-mo. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like he goes, I'll get that chair for you, and he just pulls the chair in slow motion, and there's like doves and like a, like a beam of light go through the and, and he'll go sit just, down just John Woo special effect for no reason <laughs> yeah. 
And then, like, he's like, oh, no, baby, I'll get the check. And he goes and takes out his credit card and throws it to the table. And it's all in slow motion, just spiraling in place. More doves and another beam of light. <laughs> A waiter is crashing through some glass in the background just because. <laughs> just because. Uh, all right. So, uh, are you going with Max Payne, or is this just yes. a joke? <laughs> I'm okay. Going with Max Payne. All right. Um, did just to clarify, this is about speed dating. Uh, Stevie, what did you think? Who was the first person you said? Claire. Max Payne oh, versus Claire Redfield. Speed dating. Dude, I think the problem with Max Payne speed dating is he's always on something. Isn't he addicted to some shit and alcohol? Like, he needs the drugs all the time or something? Like, that would be a shitty fucking speed dater. Like, to actually, so, I mean, well, I mean, he'd probably get through everybody quick. Clearly he's on speed. Or he'd pass out. Yeah, it's one or the <laughs> other, but I don't think he'd be the person you want to be at a speed date. Whereas Claire, it, she seems like she could... Hold her composure pretty good at a few tables and stuff. And she seems like she'd have a lot of cool stories to tell. I'm going to go with Claire. Okay. Well, uh, Augie, you've heard both sides, but it's your choice. Do you want to stick with your original uh, guess, or do you want to switch to Claire Redfield? What's it going to be? I'm I'm dying on this hill. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Then die on this hill you will, because I picked Claire Redfield. Um, (laughs) Mostly because, and I think part of this is because you don't know the nature of Max Payne, other than he does stuff in slow motion, apparently. Um, <laughs> Max has lost everybody he's ever cared about, ever. Um, Claire Redfield, I picked for a similar reason. Like, every person you ever see her even slightly romantically interested in dies. Um, but her her backstory is not as tragic as Max Payne's, and in the end of Max Payne 3, he basically doesn't give a shit about anyone. <laughs> So I don't think there's a world where Max Payne would try speed dating. I just don't think it would happen. Whereas Claire Redfield, she might give it a shot. So I I, I gave it to her. Uh, the topic goes to Stevie. Stevie's up two topics to zero. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> Augie, it's about to happen again, but you need all three. Uh, here is the third topic, and you'll be in charge of this one as well. Nancy Drew versus Jessica Fletcher. Who's more likely to find heavy metal music charming? And uh, oh. I should be clear, Jessica Fletcher is from Murder, She Wrote. Uh, that's uh, Nancy Drew is from the Nancy Drew series of books, novels, and video games. Hmm. Who's up? You. Me? You. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> Me. You are still up. You got it wrong, so you, you maintain control, sir. But I don't want to be up. <laughs> You don't have a choice, sir. You need to uh, make a selection, or at least at least an initial selection. You can change your mind, remember? Yeah. Okay. Um, probably Jessica Fletcher, Murder, She Wrote, I think. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Any reason why, or...? No, something about it. Really? Just the name? <laughs> yeah. Just, well, uh, just, just like a gut impression, like... Wait, well, I'm drawing a blank on, like, <laughs> what they've Drew? done. No, what they've done in yeah. there. Uh-oh. In their respective thing, but it's they're they're just both known for solving mysteries. Yeah, basically. No, I think I think Nancy Drew was oh, God. I can't remember what happened in her books at all. Yeah, I'll just go with Fletcher because it, it's the only one I really have read before. Read, watched, read, watched. 
I feel okay. like I feel like maybe uh, she'd fit the DV, bill. do you have an opinion here at all? I mean, honestly, just yeah. say anything to help the poor boy out because yeah, he seems to be struggling. Um, <laughs> as far as I know, Nancy Drew never like was big into rock music and shit. Whereas Jessica Fletcher, I believe, and I could very well be wrong. Don't quote me on this. You might have to look it up, people at home. Sorry, folks, if I am mistaken. But I think there was an episode where there was like a murder with something backstage somewhere. So I think she actually has like. And I, I believe, I could be wrong, I don't know if it was heavy metal, but I think it was rock music that was played, and she got into it. I could be wrong. I used to watch a lot of Murder, She Wrote, with my grandma, because they'd watch us on the weekends. They were cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I learned how to, like, watch all cool shows, like Murder, She Wrote. Okay. Well then, Augie, I don't know if that helps at all. No. <laughs> I told you about an episode. <laughs> Cool. I'll stick with my answer. That was the right answer. <laughs> was it the right answer? Uh, yeah. I'm telling you to stick with your answer. Oh. Okay. Then I will. Uh, okay. So, Augie, you are sticking with Jessica Fletcher. Yes. Then congratulations to Augie. You are still in the game. That's absolutely right. <laughs> good job. Good job. Uh, 100% I picked Jessica Fletcher. Um, this was tough. Uh, They do get tougher the further we go down. Um, But this was tough because uh, there's there's literally no examples I could find of either of them in a rock setting of any kind. Mm -hmm. I assumed at some point Jessica Fletcher would have done some kind of concert, but it was probably more like an orchestra or, you know, a singer with a piano or something, who knows, but I couldn't find anything about rock, even, even just like guitar rock, you know, gentle, less, less heavy metal, more just like Beatles rock kind of thing. Um, but no, no, I couldn't find any existence of it. So just basically going off the characters, Nancy Drew is a lot more straight laced. She's, she's pretty socially open-minded, but I don't know about like the kind of art that she consumes. Whereas I seem to recall Jessica Fletcher being, like, willing to give most things a shot. Mm-hmm. Especially the um, episode and shit. Yeah, I, and I, I, I could see Jessica Fletcher listening to some, some of the better heavy metal music out there yes. and going, oh, yeah, I can see why people like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can see her doing that. So I had to give the point to Jessica Fletcher. Augie takes the topic. It is two to one. Stevie now in your hands to to lose or to or to win <laughs> the entire opportunities in your hands from this point on we're going on to topic number four and stevie you have the choice here okay john lennon mm-hmm. versus bob dylan who makes a better apple pie oh that's a really good question oh god okay let me think this through real quick. You said John Lennon, correct? And Bob yes. Dylan? Fuck. Now, here's the thing. I think John Lennon got into baking a lot in the 60s. I really dig. I think there's a lot of things with him and What's Her Nuts uh, with photos and shit of them doing pie shit. And that's the only reference I got because there was a Beatles documentary that came out last week, that like eight-hour one or nine-hour one, and I saw photos and shit, and there's one where they had a pie. Don't know if it's Apple or not, but... I'm going to go with John Lennon. Okay. Augie, uh, your opinion, thoughts? I'm going to go with uh, Bob Dylan, actually. Um, 
I I don't really know why. I, I I don't imagine John Lennon really baking often. And if he does, dude's baked all the time. Well, baked, but not baking. <laughs> you need something to snack on. Well, I would assume that he wouldn't take the time to bake a pie, though. If oh. Maybe someone else would for him. Dude, hippies bake pies all the time. Eh. I still think Bob Dylan. <laughs> all right. Well, it's not your choice, Augie. It is Stevie's choice, and this is for the game or to tie up the speed run if Augie wins it. So, Stevie, uh, you could win if you get this right. Who did I pick? As to be better at making a apple pie, John Lennon or Bob Dylan? Who was it? I would like to stick with John Lennon, sir. And that wins you the game. It's 100% right, John Lennon. Uh, this was, li- like like the last one, this was really close. Um... John Lennon and Bob Dylan both, you know, I tried to come at it from, like, which did more drugs, but they were both addicted to heroin at some point. Like, and I couldn't I couldn't find anything worse for either of them, so I couldn't say, like, this one was more fucked up than the other one. So I gave up on that, and I actually looked into baking. Now, here's the funny thing. If you, if you Google John Lennon baking and Bob Dylan baking... It turns out that Bob Dylan's mother would actually bake, and there's a recipe on the internet from Bob Dylan's mother. Huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. But there's no evidence whatsoever that Bob Dylan himself would actually bake. Whereas, if you Google John Lennon baking, he actually did bake bread. bread. And there's evidence of that. Post-recording session, he would bake bread. So that, to me, is the only, the the tiniest edge that makes me think he might be a little bit better at making an apple pie than Bob Dylan. So I gave it to John Lennon. Stevie gets that right. He wins his third topic and wins the speed run three to one and has earned three points. It is a tie game. We have to break this tie. Yeah, fist fights. So to to break this tie, we are going to use the last speedrun topic that we didn't get to. Oh, shit. And because mm-hmm. Stevie got the last one right, Augie, it is going to be your choice. Uh-oh. So it is all in your hands. You could fuck this up. Oh, no. Or win it all, Augie. <laughs> all right. Augie, this is where you redeem yourself from your past speedrun troubles. I guarantee it. So here is your question. Madonna versus Beyonce. Who is a bigger Game of Thrones fan? Oh, no. Who did I pick to be a bigger Game of Thrones fan? Dude, the three things that I have no idea of. (laughs) (laughs) All in a single place. How did that happen? Uh, I'm going to coin flip. Madonna. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Augie, you can attempt to sway him one way or another. I'm Steven. Sorry, Stevie. <laughs> no, Augie, don't change it. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Augie, sway Stevie's mind. <laughs> change it, even though it doesn't make sense. My brain. Um, don't you dare Stevie, my if answer. you have an opinion, you may share it now in an attempt to sway Augie my one way or another. My opinion is Beyonce, because she would look badass on the throne. <laughs> she would be like, well, bam. I mean, they both would, but. I'm just going to go with Beyonce. 
<laughs> I, I have nothing. This is literally just a shotgun 50 50. I, I really don't. I watched Game of Thrones and then I forgot all of it because it ended shitty. So I tried to erase it from my mind. Yeah. All right. Well, Augie, it has come down to this Western shooter. For the game, for the episode, was it Madonna or Beyonce that I picked to be a bigger Game of Thrones fan? Who's rooting for Khaleesi at the end of the day, sir? Madonna? 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 Is that who you wanted? Yeah. I don't know what your choice. Oh, I thought, I thought he my has choice. stuck with Madonna. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, I thought he already knew my choice. Uh, well, yeah, you have to confirm it. That's the oh, way this game works. Gotta lock it in. Got <laughs> That's it. the way this game works. It's not just me. You give your answer, he gives an alternative, and then you have to say whether you're changing your mind or not. I'm locked in. Um, Let's go. You've locked in Madonna. That's it. The game is over. It ends now. <laughs> um, so I will tell you, before revealing anything, that uh, this one I took a shot at before I Googled it, and I'm glad I did, because if I had Googled it, I would have been even more confused. Because if you Google Madonna Game of Thrones and Beyonce Game of Thrones, guess what? Hmm. They're both huge Game of Thrones fans. God damn it. <laughs> both of them. Are you serious? So we are both, both of them, yes. Right. Absolutely yeah. huge Game of Thrones fans. Hey, yeah. But... I did not go by that. I did that after I made my choice. Uh I made my choice before I found out about this. Uh Okay. Um, And for the game, I chose Madonna. Congratulations, Aggie. You won. Very good. Good job. And I will explain my reasoning. Um, Madonna lives in England, where they film Game of Thrones. Oh, I forgot. Is she English? No, no, she's, she's not. not English. She was born in America, I believe, but she has lived in England for the past 10, 20 years. A is long it, time. Isn't Beyonce English, though? I don't think so, no. Yeah. She just watches the show. But, she watches I mean, she is an absolute... They're both absolute fans, and I looked it up afterwards, like I said, and Madonna actually has a, a favorite uh, character and actor. Whereas I couldn't find anything about that to Beyonce, so that just kind of clarified and uh, confirmed my choice of Madonna nice. being a bigger Game of Thrones fan. Madonna's a huge fan of Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, uh, okay. Absolutely yeah, loves uh, her and her character from Game of Thrones, so uh, just for the curious. Uh, and that's according to the internet, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, but as it is, Augie breaks the tie and wins yes. the game and the episode four points to three. Congratulations, Augie. Good job, oh my dude. God. Congratulations. Your reward is to clean the bone. Game. Well, actually, you know what? What a dick. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, since you're going to be inhaling from it, you might want to do that. Yeah. Lord knows Stevie ain't going to do it. No. Man, when's the last time I won? Like, it's been a while. No, it's only been. It feels like a while, but it feels like the games usually go the same way. You win the first two games, and then the speed run. Yeah, Stevie I, stomps you I lose for some reason. So much steam at the end every single time, man. Well, I, I don't know what it is. I don't yeah. know what it is. But anyway, the only thing that saved me last week was a tinfoil hat or whatever. The oh no, the pitch me because I actually planned it and you didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, blah, 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 blah. yeah. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. Congratulations. In any event, Augie has won. Congratulations. All right, so uh, let's wrap this up. You can follow me online at Pantsless Aaron pretty much everywhere, uh, but especially on Twitter, I spend the most time there. Uh, you can follow Stevie at Midnight Smoke One Odd Pods, baby. 
You can follow Augie at AugieDoggy08. Excellent. And uh, you can follow uh, the show at BFYTW Podcast. You can email us at BFYTW at gmail.com, uh, BFYTW Podcast at gmail.com, excuse me. Uh, you can also check out our website, uh, BFYTWpodcast.com, where you can find all sorts of fun stuff, including the opportunity to leave us a voicemail, you bastards, because mm-hmm. you didn't leave us one to play this week. So we were all alone and lost and confused in the world, and you could have helped with that, and you didn't. So we're, we're kind of upset. You, leave us voicemails, man. That's what it's there for. Just just say whatever's on your mind. Say some bullshit. We might play it. You don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do it. But, but feel free to also check out the rest of the stuff we have on our website. We have links to all the cool things that our friends are doing. We have a merch store where you can buy fun stuff like flags, t-shirts, mugs, cups, all nice. sorts of fun stuff. Uh, so please check that out and see if there's anything there you'd like for yourself. That'd be really cool. And it also helps spread the word of BFYTW Podcast and help us continue to grow as we've done steadily like this past few months. It's been nice. Um, yeah. So uh, also want to shout out to all of our new listeners. Hello. How goes it? Hi, everybody. Glad you're on board the BFYTW pain train. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, also make sure to follow uh, Kerosene Letter. He did our music for this and most every other episode of the show. Uh, give us, give him, give him your money because he wouldn't take ours. Um, and he's got an EP out called His Story. Check it out; it's fantastic. And that is going to be it from us. Why?